You are now listening to the Community Proud Podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 28 of the Community Proud Podcast. I have Chavo Quintana here with Unique Mobile Bartending. Shout out to Kendall behind the camera right now for letting us use his space once again. And uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, so... I'll take you through a little bit of what we do and uh, we'll just get started. So mainly we have like a beginning, a middle and an end. The beginning is like what, you know, your life, like if you have any kids, your family, you know, your family that you grew up with and your family now. And then that leads into how you got into what you're doing right now. And um, you can talk about your real job if you want. Um, And then at the end, we kind of do like a life lesson thing where we give it back to the audience and we go, Hey, if they want to do this sort of thing, what are some of the things that they need to watch out for? What are some of the things that you've learned and might have failed at and learned from as well? Gotcha. That sound good? Yeah. yeah. So I'll start with a warm-up question. I wrote a few questions down here as well. And I'll start with what's your favorite drink? Ooh, my favorite drink. Um, it's probably the one I've never made before. Um, I, I love experimenting and trying new things. Um, that's that's me, you know, so I would definitely say something I've never made. So like, let's just say you hit me with a, hey, make me something special. I would come at you like flavor profiles, colors and stuff like that, and then just go from there. Okay. So I'm not too, too experienced with this whole thing. I'm only 20. Um, But can you, have you ever had like, can you give me an example of someone that's done that to you before? Yeah, so, you know, um, I get a customer or, or a client comes up and like, hey, I want something strong but sweet you know something you're not gonna really taste the alcohol okay perfect no problem so i'll just get a grab a few bottles you know um and of course some some sweeteners and liqueurs mm-hmm. um and then just go from there um i've been doing this a long time so i kind of know what what blends well together but at the same time i totally understand that i'm not gonna win them over on the first one you know what i mean it's, it's a lot of trial and error okay all right so let's go ahead and get started now uh, with your early life. Uh, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, born and raised here in Visalia, California. Um, graduated from Redwood in 99. Um, okay. Have three older brothers, uh, two sisters and two stepsisters and a stepbrother. Okay, so in between of all of them, where do you fall? I am the youngest of the five of us. I'm, I'm the youngest boy and then I have a, a younger sister. Wow. So like I'm... The youngest, I guess, yeah. Okay, so out of all that uh, experience being the youngest sibling, out of all of them, almost the youngest sibling, uh, what are some of the things you learned from your older siblings? Um, how, to, how to get away with things with my parents, you know, as, as my older brothers, you know, would attempt to do things and got in trouble with, I would just kind of like, all right, so now it's my turn. You know, I know not to do that or, you know, or just try to get away with little things here and there. But at the same time, being the youngest, I, I did already get away with some stuff. You know, parents tend to cater towards the younger ones, you know, when the older ones are like in their teenage years and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm the youngest out of four other siblings, so I definitely know how that, how that is as well. Um, so were your siblings the type of siblings to like, if you did something, oh, let's try to get him in trouble or let's try to help him out and avoid from him uh, getting in trouble? Nah, they, it's, 
depending, I guess, on the situation, there were times where, you know, they would throw me under the bus or, or mm -hmm. point the blame at me just so they would avoid getting in trouble. Yeah. And I mean, being the youngest one, you, you don't know any better. You just kind of, yeah. what do you talk? Okay, yeah, you know what I mean? And then you yeah. just take it and mm -hmm. then, you know, Later on, they're you know laughing and pointing at you, sucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that was yeah. that was I was, I guess the scapegoat. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like even from way back then, that's made you maybe like a tougher person today? Yeah, it's definitely taught me a lot. You know, not just to take whatever somebody says or or says about you or towards you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, just kind of if if there's a way to. Not be aggressive, but you know, like stand your ground. Like, wait, hold on, like I didn't do that, or you know, it's not how it happened, type of thing. You know. Okay. And you said you went to Redwood, right? Yep. Dude, what were some of the things that you were doing in high school? Uh, in high school, um, I really, honestly, I didn't really like school. Mm -hmm. You know, I went though, um, and. I was in my sophomore year, I did cross country. It's probably the only sport I did. I really didn't have the grades after that to do like any other sports. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I basically, I just went to school, did my thing, graduated, you know? Um, and yeah, I made it, you know, yeah, I did it. For sure. Um, while you were younger, maybe in high school or even younger than that, or maybe even a little bit after that, um, were there any other things that you were interested in uh, before what you do now? Uh, yeah. I, I, was uh, I played soccer um, for the city again? Never for the school, but we played for the city with my brother. We did a co-ed team. Okay. Um, we're into like bikes and stuff, beach cruisers, low riders, and stuff like that. BMX bikes, like we all went through, or we, we yeah, we all went through those little fads and stuff growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, working on the bikes in the garage, they get flat. One of my older brothers, he was. He was the guy, man. Like my bike would get flat, or something was wrong with it. Hey, Ronnie, yeah. you know, and, and boom, he had it. You know, we we're back on the bikes, riding around the block and stuff like that. Shout out to Ronnie. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, before what you're doing now, once again, was there any anything else that you thought you'd come out to be, um, like career-wise? Like yeah, honestly, I um I wanted to get into construction. Okay. Um, my grandpa was uh, a cabinet maker for years here in town. Um, and I was just always fascinated, like working with your hands and doing things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's uh, that was their, their original plan was to be like a carpenter or something like that. Um, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. I mean, I, I still feel like I'm working with my hands, you know, making drinks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So not too far from it, but it, yes and no type of thing, you know. I'm, I'm still doing something that I love. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see, I had a question. I forgot it. Uh, forgot another question. Um, let me think real quick. Okay, so during the time, I, th I feel it's a little weird that when you're, I don't know what age, but I've definitely thought about being like some sort of bartender before just for, just for like to do something for now. And I feel like it's a little weird to think about that while you're underage. Like I thought about it probably 18 to 20-ish now. Um, were you, was that the time that you were thinking about maybe becoming a bartender or what led you to? No, I, I had no intentions of being a bartender. Okay. So I, my bar, my, my restaurant life started when I was 16 years old. I, I started working at the depot restaurant. Okay. Uh, started washing dishes, worked my way out, went to busser, um, bar backing. And, um, that's where I was at bar backing. I would say like late, late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, bar backing. Um, I don't even think I was 21 when I first started bartending. 
but one of the bartenders called in sick and I had already been bar backing for a few months, maybe a year. Had a, a stack of notes, my cheat sheet, you know, that I write recipes down and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, he called in sick and the boss comes in and says, hey, you're up. And I'm like, well, what do you mean I'm up? You know, mm -hmm. he's like, you're, you're taking the dining room side. So that's, that's where I started, man. The tickets coming out and me thumbing through my little cheat sheet, my notebook, you know, mm -hmm. margarita, strawberry daiquiri. And um, that's where it all started. And, and I... I feel like I instantly fell in love with it because I mean I've I've done serving and and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. I'd I'd rather do bartending over serving tables any day, but you have people that are the opposite. They'd rather serve tables, you know. Yeah. They're like, so when, in the restaurant business, you, you get cross trained a lot to serve and, and bartend and cocktail and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. I I just always love bartending. Is it just because of the people? I think it. It, it's yeah, I, I'm, I'm a people person growing up uh, my aunt we would walk downtown and she says that I would I would wave and say hi to everybody that walked by really? so to my earliest memory I mean I've, I've always been able to talk to people and, and say hi or, or engage in a conversation mm -hmm. no problem. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you see a lot of kids. I, I feel like kids are like either really shy or really outgoing. I don't think there's really in between for some reason. Yeah, like my son, he's the complete opposite of me. Yeah. He's 10 now. He's super shy. You tell, like we walk in, it's like, hey, say hi. And like, you know, he'll hide behind me yeah, or his mom yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's like, I was never like that, you know? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I have a girlfriend and I bring her home sometimes. Um, just spend time with my family. Shout out to my girlfriend, by the way. And uh, I, ha I live with my brother, and he has a, uh, a well, my niece and my nephew there, his kids. And it's funny because uh, my niece, at first, she was, you know, very outgoing with her. Oh, I mean, they're used to her now, but she was very outgoing with her and everything like that. My nephew, he was like very shy at first. He would go in his room or just be like, oh, hey, even though he's like totally crazy without her there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, he's pretty crazy with her there anyway, but. I mean, that's just an example of one kid being one side and another kid being the other side. No, yeah, yeah, and and you see it a lot, you know, even like with my nieces and nephews, you know, there there's some that are outgoing and they're real quick to say hello to anybody and everybody. Mm -hmm. And then there's some of them, that they're, they're just shy. They gotta be told, you know, like, hey, go say hi or go shake his hand or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like acknowledge him, mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, I've, I've really never had that issue. I, I mean, that's good. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's helped me out, you know. Yeah, for sure. So during that experience where you just kind of went like we're thrown out there into the I don't know what do you call that thrown out there into the fire, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what was your attitude at that time? You're pretty young. Uh, scared, man. Scared, yeah. nervous, just afraid. You know, you're gonna you're gonna mess drinks up. Mm -hmm. Um, and even to this day, like I still have this mentality, like. You mess something up that's that costs something you know yeah, not sure. not to me but to the business mm -hmm. you know so even at a young age i would always like oh man that's that, that I, I just cost the business something like is that going to come out of my check is that going to come out of my tips or you know what yeah. i mean like you, i just always have that mentality um so it was really i from a very young age of bartending like it was mm -hmm. it was a thing for me like i gotta get this yeah. like i and I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I still mess up today. Mm -hmm. You know, we all do. We all have mistakes or, or things happen, you know, but it's always a part of me. Like, I'm always thinking that like, oh man, there, there's, you know, there's two bucks, you know, on a drink yeah, that just got sure. wasted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to get a little bit into the actual name of the business, Unique Mobile Bartending. Um, I wrote the question down earlier. What makes Unique Mobile Bartending unique? So for me, I think it's just, the value that I bring 
to, to any event, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, whether whether it's a small little backyard party, you know, 20, 30, 40 people, or mm -hmm. it's this big wedding, three to 400 people, right. you're, you're going to get 110% from me, you know, um, and we've, we, me being in the industry of mobile bartending, I hear, you know, stories like, oh, this guy, you know, said he was going to do this and they didn't execute. So mm -hmm. this is the industry that I'm in and I love it, right? So I do everything I can in my power to to succeed and, and make it a good thing, you know? So there's going to be those people that are going to mess things up for us. But at the same time, there's a lot of people like me that have that passion right. and they try to make up for that, you know? And a lot of people are like, well, you don't have to make up for them. That's, that's them. But at the same mm -hmm. time, we're in the same industry. So it's like we have the same job in a sense, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, I from like whether it's a craft cocktail or just a vodka cranberry, you know? And then just knowing the the vast drinks that are out there, and I mean the thing is now is there's so many drinks and new drinks come out all the time. And just trying to stay keep up with it, you yeah. know, because if, if you don't, you just get left behind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, tell me about an insane bartending story, whether it's a, a crazy customer or just something that happened behind the bar that something insane happened. Ooh. So this was uh, my nightclub days. I was working at Crawdaddy's, second floor. It's a busy Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And uh, just like Kendall said earlier, like the, the the number one name you get called is, hey you. Yeah. You know, and and uh, us as bartenders, like we tend to block that stuff out. Right. Like we, we have selective hearing sometimes, you mm -hmm. know? So you hear it, you just ignore it. And this girl just kept on and kept on and kept on. I just kept ignoring her. And, and I told her politely, like, hey, my name is Chavo. If you need something, let me know. Yeah. And she's like, okay, cool. Hey, you. And I, I didn't get her a drink. And she ended up getting another drink from another bartender, a beer. She came and threw it on me. Like, really? she was that mad. And at the, end, I was, at the time, I was, I was heated. Right. I was super heated. But, like, now that I think about it, I was like, she wasted four bucks on a beer to throw on me. Like, it, I had the last laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was super heated that night. And, like, you know, there's, it's, it's busy. We're four deep at the bar, and everybody sees that. And, of course, mm -hmm. everybody laughs and stuff. And I'm just like, really? Like, that just happened? Like, it, I never had that happen in, until then, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, that that would that would probably be it, you know, being called hey you or, or ignoring somebody for for being rude. Right. You know? And I get a beer tossed on me. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. My my thing too is like, oh man, if I get pulled over, the cops like, oh do you stink like beer? Like, yeah. no man, I no officer, I am a bartender. You know what I mean? Like yeah. mm -hmm. I was just thinking worst case scenario type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, that was that I would have to say that's probably the craziest, one of the craziest things that's ever happened. How old are you then? Uh, this is probably six years ago. So probably like 36, 37 ish. Okay. okay. No, probably like 30. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, that reminds me of a story or not a story, but, uh, do you know Gary V? Uh, I see his things come up on, on, on Instagram and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he talks about sometimes, um, if someone comments like something mean on a post that he does or anybody, um, the person that commented is the one, just like you said, is the one that actually lost something because they took the time out of their own day just to comment that and they're the one that lost, you know, that time, that energy, you know, just, just to what, just to be ignored, you know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel the same way like with uh, people that'll share like bad or negative things like, mm -hmm. 
I'm like, what? You're you're actually helping the cause because you're sharing that. You know what I mean? Like, right. so it's kind of in the sense, kind of the same thing. Like, you you lost because you took the time and energy yeah. to go out of your way to say something rude or negative yeah. about something you probably I don't agree. even know anything about. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like I don't want. I don't like getting political, so I guess I won't talk about that. But just people, like you said, just sharing anything negative. What what they think is negative. What they say. Th what they say is negative. It's just not. One, it's not necessarily negative to another person, but two, it's just like you said, it's just wasted time and like, you know, it's just it just starts a whole bunch of drama. Too. No, yeah. At the end of the day, we, we all have our our views and and things. So I mean, just because you don't like something doesn't mean that I'm gonna like it, and vice versa. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, it's just funny that people feel they have to go out of their way to to do stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Now that I'm older, you know, I realize that. But mm -hmm. so from. I want to talk about you transitioning from being a bartender at like a bar and a restaurant to what you do what you do now. Okay. So what made you want to make that transition to like I said being that bartender to owning your own business? Yeah, so to be honest, I don't remember if somebody like needed a bartender for like a wedding or a party or somebody had mentioned it to me. Mm -hmm. But I just went out I threw it out there on Craigslist. Really? I, I threw it out there on Craigslist. Um the ad sat there probably, I don't know, like a month or two, maybe even longer. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, I had an email, right? And I'm just like, whoa, I got an email, you know, like, and like, I was, I was super happy. Like I didn't even book it yet. I was just happy that somebody like replied to my ad. Yeah. Um, and we went back and forth. We exchanged numbers and uh, we, we talked. Um, I was working at Applebee's at the time and I had them come down. I invited them for drinks. Mm -hmm. um, so they came down and had drinks and, uh, we talked the next day and, and booked the wedding. That was a birthday. It was a birthday party, and th that was a that was my first gig. That was back in 2012. Okay. And what happened after that? Like what? So what I went. I, I did it, and uh, it was cool. It, it was fun. I liked. Mm -hmm. it. I mean, it was everything I liked to do. You know, I was I yeah. was already working at a restaurant, bartending, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Of course, getting paid, right? But now I'm over here doing this on the side, and like getting paid a little extra. Right. You know, um, and I had fun doing it, mm -hmm. you know, so then uh, I threw out another ad, you know, and uh, from there working that one, I want to say I booked like two or three events or got leads anyways and then booked them later mm -hmm. uh, from the person's family. And uh, I ended up for like two years doing little things, events for, for, for that family. Um, and to this day, we still talk and communicate. I have them on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, they're always doing stuff, and I always just let them know if they ever need anything. You know, I'm, I'm still here doing, doing my thing, slinging them drinks. You know. Yeah. Shout out to them for giving you your first break, man. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. When did you decide like to make that from a side time, from a side gig to like, okay, this is a brand now. This is this is unique mobile bartending. This is what we're gonna do. I would probably say within the last two to three years, because mm -hmm. um, it was it was like off and on, you know booking events and, and really like throwing it out there that, you know, I'm available for these things. Yeah. Um, but like, just like I said, like it's evolving, you know, and there's more and more people doing it now. And then like with social media, like Facebook, there's all these different groups you can be a part of from literally all over the world, right? Right. And uh, meeting people that do the same thing you do, that have that same passion. And it was, it was more of comparing notes type of thing. And it just kind of like lit that fire again. Like, man, I, I want to do this. I see these people out there doing it, you know, and being successful at it. Um, 
I was like, I, I, I can still do it, you know? And mm-hmm. now that I got out of the bartending, like at a restaurant, uh, it's been like seven years. So once I got out of that, I, I had more time weekends, you know, cause anytime, any, any restaurant, anybody that works in a restaurant, you're working weekends. You right. never have weekends off, right? right? So once I, before I stopped, I, I was thinking like, okay, in order for me to do this, I, I have to charge accordingly because I'm not I'm not gonna take a busy Friday or Saturday night off to go bartend this event and not make at least the same amount of money or more that I'm gonna make here. Right. Like that just doesn't make sense. So that that's it was just trial and error, you know, trying to put these numbers together and make them work, you know, for for like a client that's that you know they're comfortable paying to have me come out and, and make some drinks for them. Okay. I want to talk about, this is going to lead into our last part of the interview, which is like giving it back to the audience if they you know, want to do what you do sort of thing. Um, my first question leading that off is what are some common misconceptions of people have about bartending? That it's easy. Okay. That it's, e- that, that, that it's, just, it's just mixing a liquor and a mixer or you know what I mean? It, it's, it's more to that. It's more to that. Don't get me wrong. There's people that are doing it just to get by, you know, that yeah. are going to school and, and, that, and that's cool, I guess. But it's, it's super hard, man. Like there, there's a lot involved. It's, it's in a sense, it's, it's a science, you know, to, mm-hmm. to a well-mixed drinks. You know, you get, I, I would get people like, Hey, hook it up, you know, and to them, they're wanting a strong drink. Yeah. To me, it's a well-balanced drink, Right. you know, making sure it's got that right ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it it's tough, you know, if, if just going into it, I would say try to try to find a bar job, a bartending job or even a bar backing job, you know, for, for at least a year or so just to get the basics down. But even like I said, even at that, I, I'm, I'm learning new stuff every day. Like you'll never know it all. Never know it all. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's um, there's this along with just getting the perfect drink, like you said, but there's always that aspect of the customer itself. You gotta sort of, I don't know, like maybe entertain them a little bit. Oh yeah. Even, yeah, and even just keep a conversation with them because I feel like any good bartender that I've seen my parents go to, because <laughs> I've never gone to a bar or anything, um, they're always very friendly, they're always very charismatic, they're always talking and you know, shooting the shit a little bit with their yeah. customers. Yeah, you, you have to be a good people person. You have to have good communication skills. Um, and I'm not saying you need to know everything that's going on in the news, but know, know some stuff just because, I mean, people come in and want to talk sports, right? Or, right? or talk whatever's going on, like just current events type of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's, it's good to keep up with all that good stuff. Um, but more than anything, just, just be a good people person and, and know how to communicate with somebody, you know? Um, mm-hmm. That, that plays a real big role and it goes a long way. Okay. I was watching a few YouTube videos in preparation for this interview about, I think I just watched interviews with other bar- bartenders to be completely honest. And one of them said, um, it's a common misconception as well that you have to know uh, like an infinite amount of drinks in order to be a bartender. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. If are you, like, do they need, need to know just like basic drinks or just like that and a little bit of more or what, what would you say? I would say it, it's a lot of basics and maybe a little more just because drinks change names from town to town, right? Or right. from bar to bar. Uh, I used to get a lot, hey, I had this drink at Double L, you know, like make it for me. Well, that 
maybe that 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 was their signature drink right yeah. and when when these locations have their signature drink that's their drink mm. a lot of times they don't give recipes out or or they may give you the recipe just not in full detail mm. um but so for instance too like where drinks change names like out here we have what's called the beetle mania so it's a shot of crown float of peach knobs you drop it in red bull in vegas that's called a vegas bomb but then they add Malibu to it. You know what I mean? So it's just a variation of something we already do out here. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, same thing like a vodka cranberry, right? Everybody knows that as a vodka cranberry. Well, that's, it's a Cape Cod is the original name for that. Okay. And it's just a vodka cranberry. So like when I'll do menus sometimes and I'll put like Cape Cod on there or Salty Dog and people are like, whoa, what's that? You know, it's, yeah. it's a vodka cranberry or a vodka grapefruit with a salted rim. You know what I mean? Like, that's and, th and those are just like the basics of it, but they, they evolve from there. That's, that's where it all starts. Mm -hmm. And from there, you know, you just, you run with it, you know? Do you know any of the, and this is kind of like a little bit of an off topic question, I guess, but I want to go back to what you said about them changing names. Do you know why or how they changed names from like the original like Cape Cod, like you said, to your you know, kind of like a regular name? I just think it's just the, the area you're in. So like Cape Cod originated out on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's where that name came from. And then just anymore, it's just so easier to let me get a vodka cran. You know what I mean? And yeah. and people tend to forget of like the roots of those drinks and, and the original names and where they came from. But a lot of it, I think, just has to do with the, the area you're in and where you're from. Just They just call it whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's so easy to change names. I do that a lot for, for uh, like, events. Tell them that we can come up with some drinks and we can change it. We could change a drink for your special event. It, it kind of caters to them a little more. You okay. know what I mean? So yeah. we, we do that a lot. Okay. So would, would an example be, like, if someone was having a wedding and you, like, name a drink after the... Uh, groom and bride or something like that yeah yeah or okay. just call it like like the bow tie or or the bride bellini you know what i mean and it's yeah. probably just like the sex on the beach but for them they want to switch it up for that day you know what i okay, mean yeah so and it, it's just a little more personable yeah and it's, it's something that they don't think about mm -hmm. you know because to them they're just like oh i want this drink i had it here and mm -hmm. and this is what it was called i'm like cool but we're gonna call it this for your wedding that's you know what cool. I mean? And, and, yeah. and people like that, whether it's a wedding or a birthday party or, or anything, you know, we switch it up for that day for them and they love it. You know, it's yeah. just, it's uh, unique to them, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I was just thinking like, that is unique and it takes like, not like that whole extra mile, but it's just a little something like a, I guess you can say like a few extra steps you can say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to make it more special for that occasion for those people. And sometimes you could even go a step further and, and sub out something that's supposed to be in it for something else. So that mm -hmm. way it kind of changes it completely. So you're not really like stealing a name or stealing a drink type of thing, you know? And then at the same time, again, it's just more personable to them, to, to their flavor profile. Right. Okay. Um, I had a question too. I said that. I totally got it. Um, okay, I want to talk about if someone is getting started in bartending, what what are some of the things that they might need to watch out for, and yeah, I guess what are some of the things that they would just need to watch out for? Um, not necessarily watch out for, but look into is the liquor laws. Okay. Um, every state is different. Um, so I'm in a couple different Facebook groups, and everybody's always asking these questions like hey this person wants me to provide this well here in the state of california i i can't bring liquor to an event um 
it's just the law. The ABC says I, I can't do that. I can't provide that. So cl my clients provide all the liquor, but I make them a shopping list, you know? So just look into all the laws. Um, and I would strongly suggest is, is to reach out, reach out to people, you know? I know there are some people out there that, that don't wanna like to share things because they see like, oh, this is another mobile bartender, like competition, right? right? Me, I encourage it, man. I wish there was somebody out there when I started that I can look to and, and ask questions, like for guidance or something, you know? Because yeah. um, it's 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 tough learning all these things as you go, you know? And, and the laws change every year, you know, from, from city to city, state to state. And so like, I, I do a lot of stuff just here in the Central Valley but there's sometimes people will like contact me to do something uh, like let's say at the coast or something. Well, I gotta look into those venues to see what those requirements are for them or, or if they even allow a mobile bartender on premises. Right. You know, and I do that a lot here too. Just That's just part of my homework. You know, cause you could hire me like, hey, I'm, I'm having this party. We're gonna be at the Bella Vita, right? All right, cool, let's do this. We show up the day of and for whatever reason, I don't have my certifications or I don't have my food handlers. I don't have this or I don't have something that they're requiring me to have, now you don't have a bartender and it's right. the day of, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so again, I would just strongly recommend <clears throat> just looking into everything um, and just try to get it all dialed in and ask questions, man, reach out to people. You, you, you might find people that are gonna shut you down, <clears throat> but you're gonna find that one person that's willing to help. Yeah, I like what you said about everybody helping each other out and the Facebook groups and everything like that. When um, I first started this podcast, that's, I mean, community proud. That's kind of what it's all about. Just, yeah. I wanted to give local businesses just like yours and QR Media over here, um, another platform to tell their stories on. And when, you know, you come on here and say, oh yeah, we also do the same thing. We help each other out in the uh, bartending community. I'm like, man, this is, that's what, that's what we're all about. Community. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I love it, man. I love it. Anytime I get, I, and I encourage my clients to, even if I don't, even if you don't book me, don't hesitate to reach out. Like, yeah. like I said in the beginning, this is, this is the industry I'm in and I love it and I have a mm -hmm. passion for it. So let's say you, you hire another bartender, right? And for whatever reason, you, you just get this weird vibe. Like, Hey, this, this doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. Hit me up, call me. Yeah. Shoot me a, a message or something, you know, like, hey, this is what's going on. I don't feel right. And and if I have an answer, I, I'll help you out in any way I can. Just because I'm not, I don't have your business doesn't mean I'm not there to help. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because at the end of the day, that that those little things like that go a long way, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, it's just, again, the, the community, you know, so it's all about helping out where you can and when you can. Okay. So in the next maybe five to ten years where do you see yourself and your business at oh wow to be honest i'm not sure man i'm, I'm more of a day-to-day -day type of mm -hmm. type of person I, I i don't really plan things out that far in advance i know i'm still going to be doing it for sure yeah um i mean if i if i had something to say probably just to be busier yeah. Um, and maybe eventually like it be my full-time job. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people that go out and do it. Um, it's scary though. You know, I mean, I've thought about it. it it's just scary, you know, when when you got a wife and kids and you know, stuff at, going on at home. And I, I, I personally, I just can't do it right now, you know, but that doesn't say it's not gonna happen in five to 10 years, Of course. you know? Yeah. Just keep shooting for those stars, man. And, and hopefully one day it'll happen. That is cute. 
going day by day, just like you said. No, yeah, yeah, and until then, it's just day to day. If, if I get those emails, those phone calls, those DMs, and I, I book them, I book them. If I don't, I mean, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, we're gonna start wrapping things up here. Um, there's a particular <clears throat> question I like asking. I've asked it ever since, I think maybe the 10th episode. Um, is how or who do you want to be remembered as? Um, wow. I'm not sure I have an answer for that. How or who do I want to be remembered as? Mm -hmm. Just the, just the cool guy, man. You know, mm -hmm. just just somebody you can go and talk to and and uh, have me make you a drink. Let me make you a cocktail, and you know we'll we'll shoot the shit. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, one more question I want to ask. Okay, I called this the billboard question. I think I got it from another podcaster. Um, but if you had a billboard for 30 days and you could put whatever you want on it to advertise to the world, I mean, besides your brand, I mean, if you want to put your brand on there, that's cool. Um, but what would you tell everybody to do on that billboard or what would be on that billboard? Wow, man, getting deep with these questions. We do like to get deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Probably just to keep going, keep pushing, you know, no matter, no matter what life throws at you, just keep going. You know, they're, they're just road roadblocks or speed bumps in life, you know, and just, just get over it. Keep going. Don't look back. That's awesome. So this is the last thing. Um, this, is, this is basically your podcast now. You can say or do whatever you want. Um, but I like to give this opportunity as well for the guests to shout themselves out, if uh, like um, like on social media or something like that. Yeah, so you guys can reach me um, all across social media: Facebook, Instagram. I also have a Google page, Unique Mobile Bartending. That's where I'm at. Um, email is the same thing: Unique Mobile Bartending at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to reach out with any questions, bar related. I'm here to help you guys. That's awesome. Is there anything I might have missed that you want to add? No, man. It was it was great. It was awesome. I was I was nervous coming into it, but yeah. it, was, it was fun. Yeah, you get used to that after uh, 28 episodes, but uh, you did good. You did really good. Awesome, man. Thanks. I Thanks. appreciate it so much, Chavo. Shout out to Kendo once again for letting us use the space. Um, thank you guys so much for watching this episode, and we'll see you in episode 29 on the Community Proud Podcast. This was episode 28 of the Community Proud Podcast. Alrighty guys, so what we're going to start off here with is, let me just break this up real quick. Start off with a Cape Cod. If I don't lose my eyes. So Cape Cod, essentially, just like I said earlier, it's the vodka cranberry. <clears throat> Super simple drink, pretty popular drink as well. We'll be pouring some Tito's. So what we use here is the Jigger. These are optional. Uh, a lot of restaurants and bars, like they're mandatory to use. Um, I just base it off the client if they're wanting to watch their pouring. Oh, well, I guess we're gonna switch it up. That's not cranberry, that's OJ.
So vodka OJ screwdriver. Um, this I just uh, read something on the other day. This originated was they were pouring vodka in OJ. They didn't have anything to stir it with, so they were using screwdrivers. It was, uh, I believe, what they said it was mine workers. So they were using screwdrivers to stir these up. So that's how this name came about. The screwdriver. Yeah. If you want to do any sort of twist to a screwdriver, what would you do personally? Uh, I would add a little peach schnapps to it, um, just to switch up the flavor profile. Just because I mean that's it's vodka and OJ. Mm -hmm. um, some people want something like that, but a little sweeter. Mm -hmm. So you could either throw like some peach schnapps, or I have some homemade simple syrup, which is essentially sugar water, um, just to sweeten it up. Um, especially like with the ladies, they they're they're all about sweet and fruity. Um, so I might throw like some uh, simple syrup, maybe a little grenadine um, to add that red. It'll turn it like pinkish color. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to switch it up a little bit. Uh, oh, here's a good one. This one, this one, I think it was called, a, a, the original name for this one was called like a, a lunchbox back in the day. And this is normally a like a drop shot, but we make them as drinks as well. And then... Uh, I made this one for uh, my buddy Scoops, Alex. Alex Diamonds from Assuries. Um, I bartended for him and uh, we called it the Scoops. There it is. So it's basically just Captain Morgan um, and OJ. Oh, Cranberry. I'm just all off today. So we'll do that one there. But uh, so that, the, the, the Captain and OJ, it's uh, it tastes just like a 50/50 bar, so or like an orange Julius or an orangeicle, you know, tastes just like it. So I remember back in the day when I used to drink, we would go downtown and pound lots of these shots, man. And because they're they're sweet and you don't really taste them, they uh, they go down smooth. Just want to make sure I'm grabbing the right one. <clears throat> but yeah again this one I think was called the lunchbox originally but we've uh, renamed it for my boy Alex and then I mean you would garnish these um, so vodka cranberry would get a, a lime on it um, screwdriver a lime and a cherry um, the 50 50 you could probably put an orange peel on it or something you know just to doll them up a little bit You guys ready for a cocktail? Kendall ready for a cocktail? I think Dustin's ready for a oh, mocktail. Okay. Dustin, I think Dustin's mock ready for a mocktail. Let's get a mocktail. Let's, Let's get, get a mocktail mock going. A mocktail. So what's the number one mocktail that you make? Uh, so I, I keep it simple. We, when we do little like house parties, I'll just do like a cranberry and OJ mix, right? Delicious. And then I'll top it off with a little bit of simple syrup just to give it a little more sweetness. And then this, I would probably garnish it with like a, an orange, just to, to add contrast to the color, you know? Um, that's what you do. Well, that's what I like doing with cocktails. There's like, your mocktail, Dustin. Go there it is, grab buddy. it. Thank you so much. It's delicious. It's delicious, refreshing. All right, Dustin, get in here and send us off. All right. I send this off.
Whatever, just come on, have fun with it. All right, well, thank you so much for the drink. It's refreshing. Obviously, you're very good at this. It was a pleasure, thank you so much. Thank you, man, I had fun. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. And thank you so much for watching. Uh, this is Community Proud Podcast, and we'll see you in episode 29.